Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's Farmers Insurance Open. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. Hello, KP. On time today. How about that? I, I, I Dare I say even early. You were very punctual. <laughs> Everything was under control. We've got no hiccups here on this Wednesday. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot to make up for after my just gaff yesterday just egregious do you like our new two box that we're in right now yeah it's great like i'm it. i'm i'm <clears throat> losing my voice i'm I don't, I don't know what's going on i might maybe i'm getting sick but i'm gonna i'm gonna play through it i'm gonna i'm gonna show up like jordan in 97 or 98 whenever that was well you know who did not play sick today was adrian Mar- <laughs> what a transition so adrian Moronk this morning withdrew eric barnes replaced him okay happens all the time he's he's sick according to his people uh my buddy tom kershaw over at the times in london then just a a bit later releases that adrian ronk uh is set to join live sports illustrated then confirms it and it seems that Moronk is uh headed to play for live starting next week yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about this today because there's some. I think Bob Herrick had some uh, Tyrrell Hatton reports uh, as well. It, I don't know how you feel about this, Rick. It it feels a little bit like well, well, there's t- two things really. One, I, I don't. It just seems like such a. I was talking to my editors about this today. It seems like such a weird thing that. Listen, I get it with John Rahm in December. You're saying. You better do the deal, right? Adrian Moronk and even <clears throat> Terrell Hatton are are not that, that those are not John Rom level chess pieces. So, what if you're Liv? What do you what are you trying to do here? And then two, Liv feels, and this is not a like an original take. I, we've probably even talked about this on here before. It feels like it's the new European tour, right? I mean. Think about all the old guard that's there, Rom going over, Morant going over, maybe Hatton going over. There's U.S. guys that are there, but even the U.S. guys that are there, like Brooks Kepka, uh, Peter Uline, those are guys that kind of came up playing Challenge Tour, European Tour stuff. If you dial back the count or the clock 10 years ago or nine years ago or whatever, this looks a lot like what a kind of a thriving European Tour. 
That is interesting. I, I do think that part of the live stuff is that they're a week away and they like they still have roster spots that are available. I mean, John Rom's team has not been announced. There's still a couple of teams with two or three golfers on them as far as uh, I know at last check. So I think there's part of that, but you're, you're, you're right. Um, you know, what's the sales pitch to an Adrian Moronk? What's the sales pitch to Terrell Hatton? What's the, what's the incentive to do this now? Well, I think for Moronk, it's pretty straightforward, right? He, he felt disrespected by the European tour last year when he didn't make the Ryder cup. And so if you combine that with whatever amount of money he got for going over, you know, was uh, because he he was one of the 10, right? They, they got a PGA Tour card. Correct. Yes. He was just named European Tour Player or Team Tour Player of the Year. I know. Yeah. I mean, listen, like I think I think there's some allure and this is where the global tour gets really interesting, but there's some allure in, hey, you know what? you should do instead of trying to play two tours across multiple continents over 11 months, you should come over here and play 14 events and make more money. Yeah. I mean, that that's right. I go back to what DJ said in full swing last year where he said, you know, all of you idiots watching, he didn't say idiots, but he meant it. <laughs> you would take more money for less work at your job. That's all we're doing. And that's a very DJ take and it's obviously the whole thing is a lot more nuanced than that. But, you know, I think, I think in some ways it's, it's kind of not, I think it's, it, it can be very straightforward. Uh, Evan priest who is with golf digest, Australia tweeted out, uh, Adrian Moronk's team can't comment on live speculation, but said the Polish star is very sick in his hotel room, got off the plane from Dubai and woke up ill quote, just not well enough to play end quote. I think both of these things can be true, Kyle, because I was I was down there this morning at about 6.05 a.m. walking through the hotel lobby. I'm about I don't I'm like 55 percent sure it was Adrian Moronk and he looked like crap. He was coming back with a plastic bag full of bottles of water, like like almost like an emergency run to the gas station. He looked ill. Maybe both of these things are true. I'm about 55 percent sure it was him. You saw a six, seven Polish man and you weren't sure if it was Adrian well, Moronk. Well, the only reason I said I might know who that is, is because it was a very tall, <laughs> pale man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, listen, I saw somebody on Twitter say he might be because he, he Instagrammed his whoop data, which it was like a 1% recovery. Like, did he, did he Photoshop his whoop data? <laughs> Probably not. I doubt it. <clears throat> Uh, so, yes, I think you're right. I think both of those things can be true. All right. Uh, Farmers Insurance Open, North Course, South Course. I was there all morning. I left in the early afternoon. It was very wet, very, very wet. We saw that all day long. Uh, thick, kind of nasty, rough. They played preferred lies. They are going to do it again on Thursday in round two, because once you do it on one course, because of two course rotations, we've got to do it already for each of the first two rounds. So we know that is coming. Playing out of the short grass was a big premium in round one. Yeah, it was. I mean, Patrick Cantlay talked about this after his round. I think he hit, you know, I know we're talking, well, with Cantlay, we're talking North course because, because he was on the North on, on Wednesday. By the way, I keep thinking it's Thursday. I my, know. my body is so adjusted to 
measuring my weeks by the PGA Tour that I keep thinking tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, but and it's gonna be it's gonna be weird then on Sunday. Yes. When, when it's like, wait, it's not Monday yet, but there's no golf all. It's gonna be weird. Very strange, but. Yeah, I mean, Cantley talked about this. He hit 11 of 14 fairways, and he talked about how important it was because it led to him hitting 15 of 18 greens and shooting 65. So, you know, you were out there. You you can probably speak to it more than I could, but I think that it's definitely more important or you see a, a – and you probably have the data on this too, but you, you see a big difference – here that you didn't see last week that maybe you didn't see at tournament of champions in terms of the the importance or the the helpfulness of accuracy off the tee yeah i mean i was part of the 20 person search team looking for carl yuan's ball three yards into the rough it's always carl yuan by the way always carl he's always involved in something isn't he we don't know mixing it up we had a 10 foot radius of where we, where we knew this was, we couldn't find the thing was under the ground. It was, it was unbelievable. So yeah, it was, and with no role, I mean, it was all carry. It was play out of the fairway, be able to get your hands on the golf ball. Um, that's exactly what Patrick Cantlay did. He shot a seven under 65 that started well, three birdies on his first four holes, got into a little bit of a malaise in the middle of the round, but then he ended with a flurry four out of his last five. It's seven under it's a 65 at this moment with everybody wrapping up. He's going to be one shot off the lead. Yeah, it was interesting. Obviously 65 is a great score North course. I don't know what strokes gained ended up being, he's probably in fourth or something. Yeah. So the North played about 2.3 strokes easier at last refresh. He is, yeah, fourth. You got it. Fourth in in terms of best rounds of the day. So Nick Hardy and, and well, Kevin Hughes leading in terms of strokes gain, Nick Hardy and Nikolai Hoygaard are ninth on the leaderboard, but second in terms of strokes gain. So, I mean, it's a good start. It's not as good of a start as it looks like, but I think what's really interesting here, Rick, I I was kind of doing a little research on Cantlay and, and Torrey after his round. He hasn't played here very much. He's only played here three times. I think it was like 17, 18, 19, or 16, 18, 19, something like that. A T51 and two missed cuts. So no success here. Like he's done nothing here. Played bad last week at the American Express. I'm I'm kind of whatever on playing bad at the American Express. I, I don't I, I don't really care that much. Um it, it doesn't really affect how I think about somebody like Patrick Cantlay. But it is intriguing that he just doesn't he doesn't have the track record at this golf course that Xander does that uh, Homa does that even a Sung J M has at this at this course Finau you know all the guys that we talked about or that you guys talked about yesterday on the podcast so that part of it is interesting to me especially as they go to the South Course on uh, Thursday. Well, the you know you hear all the like oh the the West Coast like the SoCal kids come and they play well your Cantlay hasn't even played here that frequently played with Colin Morikawa today he doesn't play this event all that often he's played it twice and obviously the U.S. Open these two on the front nine just had birdie look after birdie look after birdie look Colin went out in 32 he shot one under on uh his second nine so it's a five under 67 around the north course that's about two and a half shots maybe a little more better than the field average he is to me the prototypical golfer 
that when you get a lift clean and place situation where hitting fairways is going to be valuable and hitting greens is going to be valuable, like that's a very, very good setup for him. I'm interested, and and this will be more interesting, kind of as the week wears on. But to me, in my head, Rick, and and I, I don't want to put you on the spot because maybe you haven't run the numbers on this recently, or maybe it was in I didn't get to to the newsletter, your newsletter this week. But to me, in my head, Tory South is a little bit like what you and I were talking about with Wingfoot, where uh, you're trying to blast it as far as possible, right? Because, but maybe it's a little different because at Tory, it seems like you can actually hit fair wing foot. It's like the fairways are so narrow for a U.S. open. You can't hit them. So you might as well just bomb it. Correct. Is Tory a little different in that it's wider. So somebody like a Morikawa has actually has a real chance to hit fairways. Yeah. So I did do, um, I, I probably made a couple of comparisons to Wingfoot this week because you're absolutely right. It's only like 24, 28 yards wide in some spots and softer is is effectively wider, right? The other thing about Wingfoot is even if you landed it in the fairway, it wasn't even staying in the fairway. Yeah. So like you had just no chance of hitting, uh, you know, so many of those of those fairways. It just it just became that that bomb fest. But you're right. Yes, there is a lot of that. I mean, Wingfoot is is, uh, you know, far up and to the right in its own it's its own outlier. Yeah. Uh, the South course is reminiscent of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But probably less like it, like, like I said, it's probably, and, and we'll, I mean, more cow hasn't played the South course yet, so we'll see, but it, it seems like an easier spot. He played, didn't he play well at that 2020, uh, 2021 us open that, that ROM one. I mean, I, I just remember we had a, just a pile up of, of, high octane vehicles on sunday just all the all the big dogs t4 yeah there you go there you go that's pretty good so i i think he's uh i don't know can't wait surely the favorite i haven't looked yet but morikawa's got to be right up there uh yes i've not looked yet either but i imagine he is in the mix couple of other names here let's stick on the north course hideki matsuyama opening 66 and it was bogey free again around the north course and eagle on number five. That was on his second nine. Hideki's kind of weird, right? I mean, the the metrics have been great. He's been a great uh, uh, iron player. That level of eliteness that we would expect from Hideki, the results haven't really come through. This place is always a safe haven for him. Hasn't won it, but has piled up a bunch of top 15 finishes. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested by Hideki this year in general, and and this is like you said, this is a good spot for him. But if you if you dig into his numbers a little bit, he's kind of been on a, a little bit of a it, it's not a steep decline, but it's it's a decline over the last two or three years. You know, he, he's he hasn't been playing as well. I don't know. It's always hard with him to tell what's injury and what's just swinging it poorly. He, he's always kind of a little bit of a mystery there, but. I'd love to see. I, I love it when Hideki's kind of dialed, playing well. It would be fun to see him get in it this weekend. Everyone that we've talked about thus far has been a North Courser. Let's talk about what is currently 
the second best round of the day. That's Nikolai Hoygaard's 67 on the south course. He got off to a hot start. Birdies on 10 and 11. Another on 14, 17, 18. Makes the turn at five under. Plays his second nine at even par. He has played nine holes of practice this week. He has, uh, I believe he said he has not seen the north course yet because he just got back from Dubai and he's seeing everything for the first time. And maybe that's alleviating a little bit of pressure because he's out there wheeling and dealing. Yeah. He, he said that afterward, actually, Rick, he said that sometimes it's better not, not to see the golf course. So he he's, he's another intriguing guy this year. He is somebody that I didn't realize this, but he, cause I don't understand anything that, as it has to do with like earning your PJ tour card, but I don't understand anything about that too, but uh, he earned his PJ tour card in the fall and it was kind of a weird, complicated way that he did it. But he basically said uh, to, uh, to golf channel after his round, I'm going to, I'm going to be playing the PJ tour. And that is, uh, you know, I I think especially in, in, in light of the news of, um, of of maybe Hatton going, of Adrian Moronka going to live, you know, this is a Ryder Cupper that we're talking about. He's really good, really, really good, and I'm intrigued by, you know, it, it would not, I would not be shocked at all if he went out and won this golf tournament this week. Would you, would you have been more nervous if he said, yeah, I'm planning on playing more golf in the United States this year? <laughs> no, 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 I'm playing on the future. <laughs> and also Hong Kong and Jetta. <laughs> All right. Um, we will talk about uh, the guys who wrapped up the day on the back half of the broadcast window, including a new projected leader in the Aeon Swing 5. More on that, but first, a quick break from our partners. And we're back. Currently in a tie for second at seven under par uh, with a 65 is the man who currently has, uh, in my opinion, KP, the most difficult name to pronounce. Now, I I try to get these right, right? I'll do my homework, reach out to local media, see how they want it pronounced. Sometimes there's like you get the what's acceptable in English because we can't say things. The guy that I'm referring to is Rio Hisatsune is the way that uh, I had a native Japanese speaker tell me that that would be an acceptable way to pronounce his name. 765, he is rolling. Yeah, you can just call him uh, T2 if you want. <laughs> He's got the Minwu shades, by I the way, like which, are, which are I sweet. Like uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was an awesome round. I don't, I don't know anything about him. Like, I don't know what... He's just been kind of crushing the DP world tour. Okay. Uh, so he won, he won in France at the end of last year. Was Did that it, at Golf national? Uh, yes. We, oui, we, oui. uh, he finished T six at the Zozo. Uh, then he went to Qatar and finished 21st ninth at the Ned bank golf challenge. I think that's the one that max won, or Tommy won. max one. I think Mac. Uh, yeah, I think it was Max. Max won. Then he finished uh, 18th at the DP World Tour Championship, 13th at the Australian PGA, which is a pretty big event, 8th at the Australian Open. These are all in a row. 30th at the Sony Open, and he finished T11 last week. So, I mean, he has been – I did not skip a start there. That That is basically all since his victory, and now he's in the mix again. I wonder if he's uh, – I'm looking it up right now. I wonder if he's in the mix to – Oh, he is. He's currently qualified for the Olympics. 
Oh yeah, he's got to be. It's got to be him and Hideki, right? Yeah. Would he be the favorite since he just won at Lagoff National? Oh, that's dirt. Can I can I get a number <laughs> on Rio right now? To uh, win? He would not be the favorite. the 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 Olympic the Olympic qualifying is like so weird and interesting to me. If you yeah. Listen, if you think there's there's so many different ranking systems that are all screwed up, the Olympic <laughs> one, I guess at least it sticks to its own rules, right? Where it's like, okay, well, you only get two, except if you have, I think it's four in the top 15. Yeah. Um, and right now the US is the only yeah, is the only country that has four. Which I think is what happened in 2020 as well they were the only us was the only country with four everybody else gets two which does then create some it, it creates some interesting interesting things where you might get like john rom and like adrianus or something like that or you might or like or like somebody who's like the third the third best australian golfer kind of gets screwed in this yeah oh, i mean or the fifth best american or the third best, like Canadian, like like the, where a lot of these, like where there's like a ton of representation. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got Scotty Scheffler, Rory, and Rom and Hovland at the top, and then at the bottom you've got Nico Echeverria, uh, Cali Samuja, my guy. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce some of these names. M Miguel Tabuena, Tablain not Miguel Tejada, but but now they use they use OWGR points, right? Yeah, uh, I believe so. And it's interesting, Rick, because to to bring it back to to our guy here, Rio. Can we just call him Rio? I would prefer that. Yes. Is he the new Rio? Rio Ishikawa's out. Rio, is a, <laughs> how did you say? How do you say? Uh, I'm going with Hisatsune. His Hisatsune. Okay. So Africa has two. Asia has 14 players currently qualified. He's one of them. And then you've got Australia and Oceania with only four. Uh, Europe has 26, a lot North of, no, a lot of 14 countries represented <laughs> North America, seven, South America, seven. So he's one of the, well, I think I said, yeah, 14 Asians from, from eight countries. Now that'll go until, um, does it tell you, does it tell you what the deadline is? What the last tournament is? No, it's just the rankings. It says rank as of January 22nd. So that was Monday um so it'll be the the olympics are like the end of july uh early august so somewhere around that this is usually like a couple weeks out does he even have any competition does he have what does he have any competition as this as the second japanese player yeah i mean i'm okay so Ki uh kita nakajima is 90 second in the world and rio is 72nd so he, he's got guys that are like kind of right behind him yeah okay that is, makes sense. Is he third yeah rio ishikawa is 186 hmm. I, I love the olympic thing that'll get me that'll get me all fired up um finally i guess i guess he might be qualified for the olympics soon at this pace kevin you an eight under 64 on the north course. If that name sounds familiar, it should because he finished T3 last week at the American Express. And the the uber talented Kevin Yu, who made a bunch of records at 
Arizona State, who has been just a little unpolished on the PGA Tour, has started to figure it out at least over the last five rounds. Yeah, he's been great. You know, he birdied. I think he started on the back on the north course on on wednesday and i had my can't lay leader thing all written up ready to go and then he birdied two of the last three and i had to had to do some amendments for old kevin you but uh yeah playing playing good again it, it, it's such a such a weird deal there's such a long way to go rick obviously after any pga tour event after the first round but especially when you played the north course on on wednesday here uh, he is currently in the Olympics. He okay. Could you could you tell me? So he is from Chinese Taipei. Okay. There is a second golfer from Chinese Taipei currently in. Do you know what that team would be if this ended today? I think the other guy medaled last time. <laughs> oh, he did, Kyle. He did. CT the bread man. CT Pan. CT Pan the bread man. That's right. Kevin Yu is also. So now, so now on the PGA Tour website, they're doing the projected points. So because Kevin Yu is in first, I guess he's getting the 500 points, although I have an issue with all of this. But he is currently <laughs> number one in the Aeon Swing 5. Uh, cold Pac-12 guys, by the way. Just a couple, a Husky and a, and a Sun Devil. Former, formerly the Pac-12. I don't know what they are now. I, was are they say, the, I don't even know. Are they? Both, I think Arizona State's in the in the Big Twelve, and Washington's in the Big Ten. Buddy, you could tell me anything. And I, <laughs> I would buy it right now. You think? You think the uh, the field lists are hard to figure out? Go to go to call conference realignment. Oh my god! Um, who, right. who's, who are the other five in the in the swing five, or the other four? Well, okay. Grayson Murray. Okay. Well, but he's, yeah. I know. Okay. Rio is now up to third. This is, this includes Tory. Like if the tournament ended right now. Yes. Okay. Christian Bazadenhout is four. Good for him. Yep. Michael Kim is five. Man, Michael Kim, I, I saw an interview with him uh, after the round. He played great today. I think he shot five under i think he bogeyed the last he bogeyed the last as well yeah and he he was great he was talking about tory and matt playing with max in college and all these different things he is i think he is on twitter what people think that max is on twitter max is great right he, the swing the roasting people swings and like he 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 chimes in on things that you want golfers to chime in on. He answered my who's the most underrated player in the world question the other day with uh, potentially live golfer Tyrrell Hatton. <laughs> uh, but I think Michael Kim offers this unbelievable insight into, into like what it's like to be a regular tour player. And he does it with a consistency that I don't, I don't think there's anybody else out there that does it as consistently as he does. It is the regularness of it right it's it, he is not a private jet guy he might not even be a first class guy he's playing 35 times a year kind of because he has to We're like there there is there is that that i it, it's certainly not relatable but it is more relatable than um putting shoes on my dog and sitting on a private jet oh, don't remind me of that which I love, by the way. I would do the same thing if I could, but just to kind of compare. That was brutal. That was 
<laughs> I did not love that. Yeah, no, you're right. And and you look at Michael Kim and you're like, I don't know. I think I could do that. You can't. You couldn't in a million years, but it it it, it there is some relatability there. Let's look at those betting favorites, Josh. Uh, I have not looked at these yet. I'm assuming Cantley is probably yeah. Okay, Cantley is the favorite plus four fifty. Xander eight to one. Colin ten to one. Nikolai eleven. Then you can get Homa at sixteen. Kevin Yu at eighteen. Finau, Hideki, Rio twenty twenty and twenty two. Now remember, uh, these are spread out over different courses, so they're going to flip tomorrow and try their hand at the opposite one. Yeah, I'm going more Kawa or Hoygaard here. I think Cantlay at plus 450 is insane. It's, what did Xander shoot? Uh, 67? 68? 69. 69, okay. Um, that's interesting, but I, I think I'm going more Kawa or, or, or Hoygaard. Hoygaard, I think, is really interesting there. He, he went, he, he's a win. Like he, he gets buckets. He wins. He does win. I'm... Um... You know, I was I was with Colin before the before the event started. I'm 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 riding him now. It's just basically the same number. I think I got him at eleven. This is this is ten to one. I liked what he did. I actually wish you know what Max did. His seventy two or excuse me seventy could have been seventy seven. He held that round together. He makes yeah. unbelievable. He was three over at the turn. He got back in. He got to two under. That is still two shots better than the field average on the South Course. It might be too far back with a lot of these other guys who are already up there, the Cantlays, the Hedet, but I am very impressed with what Max did. He he will only ascend up the leaderboard from here. I, I agree. And, you know, Max's recent history is just, I, I don't know. I, I think, I, I'm not sure, Rick, that people understand how, what a consistently good player he's become. I mean, I think he's, I want to say it, you can check me on this seven or eight events in a row. He's finished in the top 15. He just, he just gets in it in a way that I think that's sort of the, the Holy grail for these guys, right. Is to, is to, Rory kind of represents like what they're all trying to do, which is to be, you know, I put the stat out there uh, last week. He's been in the top three now 80 times in his career going into the final round, which is just, preposterous but that's what you're trying to do because you're i think sometimes we look at these guys and are like well why didn't he win more it's like well because he's not in the top three going into sunday it's a, it's so it's so hard or top five or whatever you know and i think max has has kind of reached not rory's level but he's reached a level of consistent great play that is that happens on a wednesday you know afternoon like he's going to be in the if he's in the top six on on Friday night, it's because of what he did on Wednesday afternoon. How many straight top 15s do you think he has? I think it's like seven or eight. I got him at nine. Nine, okay. Staying back to FedEx or something, or uh, St. Jude? Scottish Open, Open Championship, FedEx, BMW, Tour Championship, which I guess counts. I don't know if you if it counts or not. Uh, Fortnite, Ned Bank, Hero, Century. Okay. Fortnite. <laughs> we will be back. Uh God. Uh Thursday night. I almost you and I again. <clears throat> back to back, baby. Call it a streak. Never know what's gonna Don't happen. Don't call it a comeback, but you can call it a streak. <laughs> uh they will flip, they will play the opposite course, and we will see where this lands. We will make a cut 
tomorrow night. And then everybody's headed back to the South course where they belong. Big thanks to producer Josh, who does all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter is available on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.